Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We are continuing with that series, Everyone Gets to Play. And we are looking at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Amen. Even I am not used to preaching in the rain, so we are all adjusting. So you tell me if you can hear me, or if you want me to move my mic closer to the mouth. Is that clearer? Is that clearer? Which one do you prefer? Do you like this one? Do you like this one? Today's for crusade preaching. You know how crusade preachers preach. Crusade preachers don't preach like this. They say, Jesus. (laughs) Let's read together. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of jesus christ amen this morning we have people in the house who are good soldiers of jesus christ the rain can't stop them the weather can't stop them my band is sleeping what a shock so we started on this last week and we're saying that these three verses there are some which follow but these three verses work together and usually we read them independent of each other so we don't get the best benefit so when we started on this we're saying it is one continuing thought amen so it says you therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus now we found out that Timothy wasn't Paul's biological son Timothy was a Gentile from a city called Lystra he had a father and a mother who are not related to Paul the Apostle are we together but through the journey of serving together working together and being discipled by Paul he became his son amen I can't hear your amen because it's la- we, are, we are all competing with the with the rain so since i'm preaching harder into the mic also your amen need to be what more audible hey so there was this process and we say that that's what happens in life when you serve with people when you disciple people the bible has the language of family even God is depicted as a family 
He has his beloved begotten son, his father's son and Holy Spirit. When God wanted to start his project earth, he sent down here a family, Adam and Eve, and they had children. He didn't send a CEO to recruit and hire people into Project Earth. Instead, he sent a what? A family. When there were problems and God wanted to restart the whole project, he talked to a man called Noah. And Noah took his what? Employees into the ark. Family. Afterwards, he starts talking to a man called Abraham. And what the promises were made to Abraham and his what? Family. How many times have you had family so far? Why do the people around here look like they are not hearing when I say family? Okay. Family. And you go on and on and on and on and on. And by the time you reach the New Testament, the very first sentence of the New Testament, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the CFO, the, the winger. By the way, which team are you supporting in the World Cup? I can see that some of you are suffering. Oh, I stick to the someone. I stick to that message. I, I shouldn't disturb World Cup. Did I hear Morocco? Who is supporting Qatar? The hosts. Success has many fathers. And failure is an offer. Never forget that. If you get too acquainted to failing, people will start denying you. Say, do you know this guy? No. And they, were, they used to say they are your best friends. Wow, you know the Bible says that uh, the wealth have many friends. But, but the poor, even his, even his friend, he doesn't say friends, one like this, abandon them. That's why you should work hard. I tell you, work hard. Yeah, wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from his friend, one like this, not friends, one, the last one. Ah. So join HMC. So you save and invest. Amen. In this church, everyone is going to have their own property. I'm telling you, I'm working on it. We are working towards it. Yeah. You just need to leave. If you leave, then I'm not responsible. If you stay, <laughs> we are going to get you to save, to invest, to work, to create business until end. we are going to be the church with the highest per capita of property ownership in the world. Take it from me. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. I believe that we are the church with we are one of the churches with the highest per capita of people leading people to Christ. Yeah, I don't think there are many churches that have as many people leading other people to Christ as this church. Because in this church it's not about the pastor and what it's about everyone gets to play. 
So I was telling you about family Where did we end? Jesus Son of David The son of Abraham And then he started this movement Called Christianity In which we adopted The same language of family Bible says that uh, We are named after Our father in heaven That's Ephesians 3 It says after whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named i'm sure they are going to find it so that it looks like i knew where it was all along ephesians 3 15 from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named talking about god amen so you find that when god starts ministries like worship harvest and other churches he also creates a family environment you would you want to be part of a church which is a club Use club membership you reach the door and they say mm, we don't see your name on the have you have you renewed your subscription <laughs> your membership expired no oh a church that is a company like corporation worship harvest corporation Ish. ceo cfo coo cc what c yeah you want to do anything they say bring your credentials uh, where are you yeah that's why in this church everyone gets to play everyone gets to play everyone gets to baptize new believers everyone gets to you don't need the qualification to baptize new believers you lead them to Christ you baptize them Everyone gets to do evangelism. Everyone gets to lay hands on the sick and they are actually healed. Yeah, you don't need a doctor's certificate. Someone says, this, this is hurting. Let's do it. Amen. Are you tracking? Are you following? So when you go, so we looked at these examples of other people who worked with people until it became like family. Joshua, the son of Nun. You know, they always tell you who their fathers were. But he treat, Moses became like a father. David, the son of Jesse, to whom Saul became a father. He says, my father. And Saul is like, is that you, my son, David? Elisha, the son of Shaphat. They always tell you who the father was. Who, by the time Elijah is dying, is crying, saying, my father, my father the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof Jesus the son of God who became the son of Joseph without the son of God becoming a son of man this service wouldn't be happening we wouldn't be here because we'll never get eternal life and then you the son of man John 1 12 those who received him, those who believed him, he gave the right to become children of God. The Son of God became a son of man so that the sons of men could become sons and daughters of God. It's all about family. You'd better get that to stop a lot of pain in your life. Because you've been hurt before, so you run around avoiding being known. Family.
I think about myself. My dad was a wonderful man. He was a Christian. He served God. So was my mom. They were teachers. How does a son of teachers become a pastor? Tell your neighbor that's a good question. How did the son of teachers become a pastor? Because God gave me other parents in Uncle Ben and Auntie Joy when I was at Makerere who were pastors. Think about it. Actually, it's not too hard to think about. You can say, no, 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 you go to theology school. You can also do that, but unless you find their parents, you will not carry a certain anointing, and what you do will not succeed to a certain degree. That's why there are many people who have gone to theology school, but what they lead is not significant, because inheritance is always better than the thing you've worked for. Most of the money in the world is held by people who have inherited it, not people who have worked for it. Forget the Forbes top 10. Those are outliers. But most people, if you check carefully and you're trying to find out who has money, it will be mostly people who have an inheritance, not stage one workers. Yeah, even in this room, I'm not going to try, but I can tell you, even you, even though you're working so hard, you may not have as much money as some people here who inherited something. It is what it is. Yeah, it's what it is. So, that same principle works with spiritual inheritance. Spiritual things are as real as physical things. You can work hard to set up your church and pray fast, do all the right stuff, and it may succeed. It will succeed actually because there is a principle about that. But those who have tapped into an inheritance will always have it easier than those who have not. I'm preaching better than you're listening. You're understanding? Yeah. So how did Timothy become the Timothy we read about today? How come we name our children Timothy? I think I did the experiment last time. Because he followed Paul became a son and tapped into an inheritance that etched his name into eternity. Amen. Amen. So I gave you four points. Remember them? Point one was sonship gives you access to certain graces. Graces you can put stroke inheritance. Inheritance is for sons, not workers. Inheritance is for sons, not colleagues. You know, sometimes people want you to bend the truth to fit their thing, but it doesn't work. So, Sonship will give you access to certain what? Graces. Why am, why am I a pastor? 
I, I became a son somewhere. Now, being a son, David becoming a son to Saul did not stop him from being a son to Jesse, did it? No. Jesus becoming the son of Joseph did not stop him from being the son of God, did it? You becoming the son of God did not stop you from being the son of your earthly father, did it? That's why we tell you, you have to honor your father and your mother. I'm trying to deal with any darkness that may be showing up in your head as we have this conversation. Amen. So sonship gives you access to certain what? Graces. Secondly, you can be strong or you can be weak in the grace you've been given. Even God has strong sons and weak sons. It's by faith. God has strong daughters and weak daughters. I think some people are wondering. Is it is it the rain? What's wrong with him? I'm okay. I tell you, I'm fine. So, are you weak or are you strong in the grace you have received in Christ? And then point three we said, the multiplication of grace, uh, which is also what? Which is like uh, the strength. Eh? Grace is multiplied through multi-generational discipleship that's why he said the things you've learned from me among many witnesses commit this to faithful men i like to add women because i think it's necessary who will be able to teach others also that's how you become strong and then point four which is in verse three is to successfully multiply grace through multi-generation you must embrace military grade discipline military great that's why it says you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ you can be a bad one we are on the same page now I can attempt to move forward now verse 2 is where we start dealing with the thing of how do you become strong in grace hmm? a grace comes to you like the grace of salvation how do you become strong in that grace he says and and is a conjunction meaning is continuing the thought and the things that you have heard from me this is Paul telling Timothy and he says you have heard from me those things among many witnesses he said commit those things to certain people which kind of people faithful people how do you know they are faithful they are able to teach others also they're able to transfer it now those of you are into electronics and you build what do they call those boards circuit boards etc there are things called resistors and conductors you could be having disciples who are 
resistors and not conductors. You tell them this, they don't tell the, they don't tell the person they are discipling. Much worse, they have no one they are discipling, so there is nothing to pass on. Those are resistors. Your overall strategy is to have disciples who are conductors. Whatever you tell them, as long as it's scripture, they pass it on. You tell them, they pass it on. You tell them, they pass it on. Hey! It's a good message. Now, let me have Pastor Blesso come. Uh, Pastor Glory. Uh, TJ. TJ. Come up here. Come up here. And I will show these things to come. Have you seen TJ's group? He's ready for that day. Aya, which day? Jetty, we send you greetings. Jetty, Jetty's days as a single are very numbered. You can number them on your fingers and toes, and they will be finished. I haven't been authorized to make the official announcement yet, but uh, those who can read between the lines, read. Yeah. If you can't, it's so, it's a pity. It's so bad. What a shock. I need one more disciple up here. Who should I work with? Uh, Natasha, come. Wow. Come. Wow. This is serious. Now, how do I do this? Let me switch up a little bit. You come here. You go there. Okay, let's do that. So, this is Paul, the apostle. Come on now. Huh? <laughs> He's writing to Timothy and saying, Timothy, the things you learned from me among many, in others, you are not the only one. If you read Paul's letters, you'll hear names like Titus, Silas, Epaphroditus, Demas, Tychicus, Archippus, and other whatever passes. I have passes these are the faithful men and women because they are able to teach others also and if these ones also are faithful they will be able to teach others also who will be able to teach others also who will be able to teach others also that's how you become strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus let me show you something so let's say Paul was a preacher he was an evangelist he was an apostle so his deal was getting people saved planting churches making disciples so that's the grace he passed on to Timothy and he was asking that he, Timothy passes on to other people but let's say in there you receive a grace like 
ability to build that's one of the graces in my life at any one point i'm building not less than 10 things yeah both for church and person yeah i i can't stop building it's a grace so as a result all those who are disciple and are obedient because sometimes anyway <laughs> so let's say this person has a grace to build because through wisdom a house is built it's not through money all the people who haven't built their excuse is money you're reading the wrong bible houses are built by wisdom not money that's why taxi conductors have houses and cfos don't So let's say he figures out the grace to build a house with managing resources a certain way and honoring God through his substance. What does he do? He teaches Timothy's. And because there are many, they are not one. Let's say for purposes of mathematics, especially those who struggle, 10, 10 of them. Timothy, Titus, Epaphroditus, and others, 10 of them. And they all manage to build houses what has he done with the grace he has become strong in it how then what happens when this timothy also teaches the 10 timothys teach 10 of each of their disciples to build houses how many houses are now built 110 through grace given to one person grace given to one person 110 houses are built he doesn't have to go looking for money to build 110 houses. You see, greatness is not what you achieve by yourself. It's what you get others to achieve. What will make you a great person is not what you have. It's not what you possess. Your possessions won't make you a great person. What makes you a great person is what you put in other people's hands. The inheritance you're able to give to your sons and daughters. Now let's say these ones actually turn out to be actually faithful men and women. Fire. Remember they are 100 and they each have 100 what? Each they have 10 disciples. How many houses are going to be built at this stage here? Hey, please don't wake up. It's too cold to be dozing. How, how many houses are going to be built at this level? 1,000 houses. Now you find that in reality, it is nearly impossible for you at a personal level to build a 1,000 houses. And yet you can get 1,000 houses built by transferring the grace. How do you transfer it? You teach. People build houses because they have been taught how to do it. Since it's couple's Sunday, let me use another example. I like it. Let's say this is Paul. Now, in the Bible, he was single, but this one is not. Let's say he taps into the grace of a wonderful marriage. The reality is that most people don't have wonderful marriages. And you know, in case you don't have a wonderful marriage, why you don't? Because you have not been taught how to let me tell you everything is for teaching yeah when you have a, a bad marriage it's because you've not been taught how to have a wonderful one 
And some people, there are people who look at me and they say, where were you all my life? Because things happened in their lives that could have been avoided if they had come across certain information in time. So, wonderful marriage teaches ten of his disciples to have wonderful marriages. And what happens when they teach their a hundred because at this stage this, if this one has sorry uh, you know I haven't explained because mathematics is not obvious if this person is discipling 10 eh, and uh, 10 are each discipling 10 you get 100 you know yeah and if the 100 are each discipling 10 you get 1000 is that clear thank you so let's say there's a wonderful marriage here this couple uh, disciples, 10 couples into a wonderful wonderful doesn't mean there will be no challenges no, life is 10% event 90% response yeah, most of the pain you have gone through was a response based it was how you responded, not what happened so you can have 10 wonderful marriages how about each, each of these couples, disciple 10 couples to have a wonderful marriage what do you end up a hundred wonderful marriages who each if the disciple want 10 each a thousand wonderful marriages one person got the grace a thousand marriages we are blessed that's the strength of multiplication of grace now there are many people listening to me today in here and out there who if you ask them eh, like Pastor Tony here and say did you ever 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 imagine that you would ever have the word pastor before your name they will say not at all, not at all, never, ever, never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever, ever, ever. But now, Pastor Tony, Pastor Charity, I think even you, you, you think about it, I say, Pastor Kathy, Pastor Steve. You know, there is a one who was actually the anointing for pastorship, but we are waiting. Yeah. Yeah. They have understood, eh? Yeah. Me, let me move this side. So let's say this person gets the grace for ministry. Pastoring people, discipling people, deploying them to go change the world. What happens if they're a good disciple, a good discipler? All these ten will get into the ministry and what happens all these 100 will become ministers and what happens all these 1000 they may be ministering at different levels but they will be making disciples and i've seen that happen that's the strength of grace amen, amen. that one we should have clapped So you see in worship harvest, 
Pastor Ari and I, we lead the movement, but our disciples are called network leaders because they oversee many church locations. And the network leaders have their disciples called location pastors. And those location pastors have their disciples called zono pastors. And those zono pastors have their disciples called mission or community leaders. I need an addition here quickly. You come, you are near. Okay, someone is more obedient, even though father. No, not more obedient, forgive. And these mission or community leaders have their disciples called mission or community members. You could say there's so hard leaders then Kali, come on. Redemption, man. Or there's always the God of second chances. He's, in reality, he's a zonal pastor, by the way. But he's... So you see that God has blessed us. Because when I look down, I see seven generations of disciples from us. Seven. Trying to transfer grace of ministry, discipleship, financial dominion, wonderful marriages, building, church planting, community transformation. How are we able to do it? By the grace of God, by discipling people who disciple, people who disciple, people who disciple, people who disciple, people who disciple. disciple. First, stay here. I'm going to make one more point, then one more point, then one more point, and we'll be almost gone. But whoever is controlling the clock, I don't know what time you're using, because, yeah, yeah, this, this is interesting. The church clock is very different from the world clock. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's a spiritual clock. Now, the things you have heard from me among many witnesses. I want to address those of you who have bought into the philosophy or doctrine of making one disciple at a time. Hmm? It's not possible. If that was the best way, Jesus would have had one disciple. Now, what betide him if that one was Judas? Then he will have been crucified. Then the other guy also commits suicide. Then there is nothing to continue. What a shock. Don't have one disciple. Don't. The things you've heard from me among many witnesses, Jesus had more than 80 disciples. 80. And from them he chose 12 whom he named apostles. That's Luke chapter 6. Verse 13 I believe. Now in Luke chapter 10 verse 1 you see that after this thing the Lord appointed 70 others also 
What is 70 plus 12? Quick math. 82. You, you, they are having one disciple. Now, God started showing me something about this. Let me show you a picture. So there was a man called Abraham. He really wanted to have children. But it wasn't working. So even tried and had Ishmael, then later on Isaac, then after the death of Sarah, he had more children. Because now, by the grace of God, Abraham was called to be the father of many nations and is still the father of many nations today. We are all children of Abraham. Now, Abraham had a son called Isaac. Now, as it turns out, Isaac wasn't too keen on multiplying the grace of God on his life. And I'm going to show you. Because for now, you're saying, Yes. And today, I want you to get rid of the Isaac syndrome in your life if it exists. Let me show you a scripture. So good to preach when there are people up here. Because I don't feel alone. Where is my Isaac scripture? You don't say. I've only ended up with the the ones of the guy who was fighting. Okay, I know where to find it. Mm. Try Genesis 25. Verse 20 to 26. Ah, oh, thank you, Lord. Isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethel, the Syrian. Now, here's the thing that doesn't tell the whole story, but let's start with the age. Why on earth would anyone wait to be 40 to get a wife? Now, like I'm saying, it doesn't tell the whole story. Because here is the whole story. He didn't even try. It was his father, Abraham, who told the servant, go those ends and get my son a wife. So he traveled all the way to the cousins to get Isaac a wife. So then they brought Rebecca. The Bible says he was meditating in the evening in the field when he saw her. And says then he took her to his mother's tent. Have you ever read that? He took her to his mother's tent. <laughs> to his mother's tent. That's where he, he married the, 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 the woman. You can't be a mama's boy more than Isaac. Not to a Quaker. Brought her into his mother's tent and she became his wife. Look, what kind of level of lack of initiative is this? 
but he loved her. Are you seeing? It's it's not a <laughs> forty years. The brother is around church until the pastor says, "Oh, he gets the son of pastor says, go to Wasipaves Gaba Road and get my son a wife." <laughs> Wow. And after we get the wife, he brings the wife to Chitukutwe. Doesn't even have his own apartment. Wow. That was Isaac. Verse 21. See, verse 21. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren and the Lord granted this plea and Rebekah his wife because if verse 20 uh, children struggled together within her and the Lord said two nations next so when her days verse 25 uh, 26 yeah now uh, this is the part Isaac was 60 years old Now, first, some situations, let's first get into the realities. In reality, because of the planet we live on and all the things that happen, there are many people who want to have children who are not able to have children. So that's not what I'm addressing, okay? And we have to keep praying and empathizing and being open to all the other things God wants to do in your life, including adoption. I'm pro-adoption. Okay, so one of the beauties of adoption it takes away the initial pressure, so you are not under pressure to have children. So when you have, then the Lord has blessed them. Amen. Yeah, I've been advising people. Let's stop the pressure. Adopt. But now I'm talking about spiritual side of things, where really there is nothing like uh, your spiritual womb doesn't work. So, but this is a this this was physical. This was reality, but it teaches us something. Sixty years, forty years to get the wife, sixty years to get the children, and he didn't really, yeah. Now, as a result, there is no country called Isaac on the global map. Mm. if you look at the world map and you're looking for Isaac it's not there now even in the spiritual world because Abraham also doesn't have a country but is acknowledged as the father of Christians, Muslims, Jews they all say Abraham is their father Isaac didn't get anything it's like the thing jumped from Abraham Jacob because when God is talking to Jacob in Genesis 26 he says I'm the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac he doesn't call him the father of Jacob contrast with Jacob Jacob had 12 children 12 sons actually had daughters as well 
but the sun twelve. Twelve sons. Now some of you have three and you have a permanent headache. Twelve. Here is what's interesting about Jacob. He didn't have it easy. But the guy, if, if you read one of those verses, we just skip Genesis 25, around 22. Give me verse 22. Afterward, his brother came out and... Huh? Next. So the children were struggling right from the womb. Next. Next. Uh-huh. Next verse. After this brother came out and his hand took hold. Here. The guy was fighting from inside. He was a fighter from before he was born. Look at Genesis 32, verse 28. And he said, Now this time he's fighting with God. Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Hosea 12, 3, I'm finishing. He took his brother by the hill in the womb, and, his, and in his strength he struggled with God. He went to his uncle. They cheated him, changed his wages ten times. Can you imagine how determined this guy was to have children? They gave him the, after seven years, seven years of working, they gave him the wrong woman, the wrong wife. He said, okay. Uh, yeah, let's continue. I'll be having children with this one while I work for the one I came for. What now, please? We are Christians, eh? so this part of the scripture is not an excuse for you to go and get another. Don't say I was given the wrong one, I want to work for the right one. No, 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 it's a lie, it's a lie. But I'm demonstrating a spiritual principle the man worked through adversity. To have 12 sons he fought he was given the wrong one he continued this one brought her mate because she was what fighting with her sister like i'm not having children have have my mate have children through her he went ahead then the other one was like also my mate eh. The, by the time he reaches Egypt to, uh, to tell Pharaoh about himself, he says, My years, it's been 137 years, few and evil have they been. Few and evil. But today he has a, a, a country on the world map. Jesus had 12 apostles, not one. The things you've heard from me among many witnesses that's how you you get 
the grace to be multiplied. That's a, you should, I get everyone on the pitch. This is not World Cup where most people are just shouting from the stands. They don't have a clue what's going on. This is discipleship. Everyone is on the field. Everyone is playing. Everyone is scoring. And God is the referee. Wow, our time is up. Next week, we'll look at verse 3. Military grade discipline. But this week, I want to convince you that whatever little God has placed in your life, if you are not multiplying it down many generations, it is dying on the vine. It's dying on the vine. Abram, the name Abram means exalted prince. God changed his name to Abraham, father of many nations. Do you want to be an exalted prince or a father of many nations? Oh yeah, you can be a father of many nations. God, that, he says those who are, who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Galatians 3, 8, 3, 9. The thing of fathering nations didn't end with Abraham. Jesus came and showed it that it can be done. And it, he told his disciples, that says, make disciples of all the nations. Grace and apostleship for obedience to faith among all nations for his name. How do you achieve it? Get on the field. Start making disciples. Join a missional community. Start hosting a missional community. Look out for those people who you can make tea for and they come and you study the word together. You watch the stream together. Go and serve the community together. That's what God has called us to do and we better do it right now. Amen. Why don't you stand and pray? Our time is so up. Thank you. I'll retain the first two. The rest can get some. Can you have some mics for this wonderful people amen are you glad thank you for coming this morning it's wet and cold but you came and those who are on your way for the yxp we are ready for you we are going to keep it nice and warm amen why don't you just talk to god about what you've had and how you can be used by god to multiply the graces in your life in other people. Whatever he has given you, whatever he has invested in you, it can be invested in others. So we bless you, Father. We thank you. May your name be praised. We honor you. Your grace is enough to change lives, to shift destinies. Oh, we bless your name, Lord. Amen. Now, I know it's a cold morning and all the radicals came to church today. But you may be here and you are invited by one of the radicals. You, you came with a friend. Maybe you responded to an invitation. Maybe you've been coming but you've never given your life to Jesus. On this memorable, cold, wet, rainy 
Sunday morning. I would be very honored to pray with you to receive Jesus in your life. It's the best decision you'll ever make. Amen. He will change your life forever. He will put graces in your life that you can multiply in other people. Do you realize that's one of the big advantages of being a Christian? Yes. That things that God has put in your life can be multiplied in others. Good stuff. Yes. Amen. Yes. So everyone praying. Every everyone praying. Every eye closed. Every head bowed as you pray. And if you're there, both here in this house, and whether you're watching me from any of our locations or any of the hosting centers, or you're by yourself at home, you didn't come because of the rain, but you're tuned in to Spirit TV. You're tuned into Spirit FM. You're tuned into YouTube, online radio. I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, just put your right hand up and I'll pray with you to receive Jesus this morning. Just put it up straight. Thank you, my brother. I see your hand. I see your hand. Someone else, you're saying, I'm I, I want to receive Jesus this morning. I want to receive the grace multiplier this morning. Anyone else? Anyone else? Just put it up. Welcome, my brother. Just come and stand here with me. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. Thank you. Anyone else, you're saying, I, I want this grace. Welcome, my brother. God bless you. Oh, thank you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you, my sister. Welcome, welcome. God bless you. Anyone else, you're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you, my sister. What a wonderful, wonderful God. God bless you so much. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, my sister. God bless you. God bless you so much. Thank you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you abundantly. People are giving their lives to Jesus here. At whatever location you're at, there's a pastor at the front who is giving you this same invitation. Just walk to the front. Just walk confidently. God loves you. God wants to change your life forever. As they come, I want you to encourage them. Clap for them. God bless you, my brother. God bless you so much. Anyone else? You're saying this is the day of salvation. God bless you, my brother. Welcome, welcome to the family of God. Anyone else? Anyone else? You're there, you're saying this morning, this cold, wet Sunday morning, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to start a new journey with him. I'm going to take a walk of faith. Yes. Anyone else? You're there. You're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. We're waiting for you. We're waiting for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else coming? Oh, wow. Church, are you excited about all these wonderful brothers and sisters? Can you help me celebrate them for their courage? Celebrate Jesus for what he's doing in their lives. Amen. Now, you're going to pray what? I pray. The Bible says that with the heart one believes to salvation, but with the mouth confession is made one to, to salvation. With the heart you believe to righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Amen. Do you want to pray with them? Yes. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for this morning. I give my life to you today. I give my life to you today. Forgive me, my past forgive me my past forgive me my sins forgive me my sins take all my sins away 
take all my sins and give me a new life and give me a new life i commit my life to you i commit my life i to you. i acknowledge you as lord and savior i acknowledge you as lord and savior and i receive you into my life and i receive you into my life amen 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 wow wow if you pray that prayer on the online we believe you're born again there's a number on your screen i want you to go with pastor steve right here he's just going to go over there in the corner just take your contact so that we can be able to call you can you help me appreciate these wonderful people there's a number on your screen just respond to it we would like to know you gave your life to jesus a what a what pastor glory pastor ivan let's make it quick all right um the word that i think is for us is at the beginning of november um, one of those teachings apostle was sharing and he said he desires that we finish strong i think that this series is to prepare us for what is coming next year and i really believe that the things we have had are giving us an opportunity to prepare better for next year and so my invitation is that we go back and say how many witnesses do i have now what pool do I have to choose from? Who can I visit and invite on this journey as we prepare for the year coming? So that we get into January 2023 strong and ready to go. So I think and believe that God is just speaking to us to take these words and do something about them in terms of preparation. If you've had two disciples, find ten, invite ten. Many times we say no for people who who we don't know we don't know if they will allow or they'll deny so invite take off december as we get into the rest month to recalibrate to reorganize to invite 70 and see and i believe that it's going to be very pivotal for all of us as we step into 2023 the year of fruitfulness amen, amen. so do something about multiplying and preparing for what's coming Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Glory, for that powerful word. Um, two things. One, someone here, you, you're graced in business. And you've been thinking of teaching younger people to do business. In case you're the one, God is just confirming the word to you. You need to start immediately. Find the young people, create a group, start talking to them. The other one is if you are sick in any part of your body, right now, you can touch that part if you're there right now one of the graces god has given us to pass on and multiply is a grace of healing and so right now in the name of jesus i declare healing to everybody and to every heart right now in the name of jesus we expel sickness from your bodies and from your soul we expel any form of sickness and disorder in the name of jesus and we receive health and healing in jesus name amen wow thank you lord exciting amen i'm going to ask pastor ari to pray for us as we close let us pray Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you so much for this word that we've had. We thank you so much that we are going to be those people who put in practice the word that we've had. And we are going to go and actually increase on our number of disciples. We thank you, oh God, for where you've placed us in our families, in our workplaces, in our businesses, in our schools. Cause us to prosper and flourish even this week. Lord, I speak peace. I speak joy in our families. I speak, Lord, that we will excel 
in everything that we set our minds and our hands to do. We thank you, oh God. We thank you for the couples and the marriages represented here. Lord, we speak peace in our marriages. We speak joy in our marriages. We speak that we'll go the long haul. We'll stay in our marriages for life. Lord, we thank you that we have the opportunity to be called your children. And so bless us even as we go. Bless us this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for coming. Our first time guests we would like to have a, a, a drink and a snack with you. This side, uh, you'll find lovely people there with tags waiting for you. And otherwise, have a wonderful week. Get to meet someone back there. There's some cold drinks if you want a hot one. You go to the Brain Cafe and you pay for it. The ones in the, the other side are free. God bless you so much. If you'd like to pray with one of our pastors, as everyone is going out, you come to the front. They'll be here waiting to pray with you. See you next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. Zero three nine three two eight one five five five.